Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I'm at home. It's a weekend, and I am putting up my clothes, which is one of my most dreaded chores ever in the face of history. Um, I don't mind washing clothes. I don't mind doing dishes. I even don't mind ironing. What I hate is putting up clothes, honestly. So you guys are helping me out today by keeping me distracted while I'm getting hangers in my closet and I'm going to start to hang up my clean clothes. So, welcome to my life of chores and still thinking about reading and writing. So, today was a big day for me. The first thing that I accomplished was I finished Ramey Nightingale by Kate DiCamillo. And I want to tell you guys, if you've not read that book... I really ask you to get that book, go to the library and loan out that book, get them to send it to you, to your closest library. Um, and this a part of a three-part series. And so I cannot wait now to read the next book because my favorite character was Louisiana and she has her own book in in like book two. And book three is Beverly right here. And I loved Beverly too. So I cannot wait. I'm like, seriously, like, why did I leave the book on my desk? <laughs> because that's exactly what I did. I brought home Ramey Nightingale and I left Louisiana way home at work. If I would have brought that book home, I would have that Joker finished um, by tonight. But I kind of don't want to read them out of order. I have Beverly right here, but I, I don't want to read them out. I want to read them as we go. So, doggone it. That's going to be me tomorrow night after homeschool reading Louisiana's book. So, really excited about that. And I want to say, using some of the terminology in the book, that book like inflates your soul. It does something to your spirit when you're reading it. You feel the emotions of these characters, that in and that out. It's almost like you're exhaling with them <laughs> when they are safe. You are cheering for them. And I just love the world that Kate DiCamillo created in this work. Um, I finished The Tale of Despero last week, and, and I talked about that with you guys and gave y'all the Tale of Despero challenge, that you needed to go out and get that book because of sticky characters. 
like they have sticky pads on their fingers and they stick into your heart. That's the only way I can describe The Tale of Despero. So that's my book review for that one. And today, when I was still thinking about the books and thinking about Kate DiCamillo's writing, I went back in the book after I had finished, and I wanted to read to my husband some of the word choices that she used as an author, because I'm very fascinated with word choice. I think that reading Ray Bradbury's book really opened my eyes. When I read Fahrenheit 451, I think that's where it really resonated me with me. The power of the word choice and just the way of the phrasing, the way of things being presented. So when now when I read, I don't just read for enjoyment. I mean, of course, I love to read. Don't get me. I've been reading since I was, you know, forever and a day carrying stacks of books with me. It's not that. But I also read with an author's eye now. What do I love about this with the character, with the setting? How are they setting this up? How is the pacing? You know, what are they doing to leave me these clues? How is it going to circle all back? And that's what I look for is the circling, the spiraling of the ideas and the concepts and the themes. Um, and so I'm doing that. Maybe that's my teacher hat too coming out because then I'm thinking of, okay, I could really use this as an example to teach this particular standard um, in my classroom. I mean, so I'm constantly having these multiple hats on now when I'm reading. And I went back in and I read a part to my husband from a nursing home scene. And then I read a part to my husband and just let him hear some of these word choices like the, um, what was it? Was it deflated tree? Oh, dejected tree or the, oh, the defeated tree. Okay, here I go. And so I just kept thinking about that word. The tree was defeated. And I went back and and we had a discussion about, you know, how much would, you know, a fourth grader, because this book was written from fourth to seventh graders, would they get that um, the symbolism of the defeated tree and the light swinging, um, trying to get to a new room, um, and all of that, whatever, is beautiful. I, that's what I love about it. I, that's what I love about Kate Camillo's work, is that it is written in a fresh way, and it makes you think, but it also makes you remember. And so that's when I started to pray. And I started asking the Lord, not only like when people meet my books for the first time, that they give me the grace um, in understanding that, you know, this is my first year at all of this work. And um, I don't have all of the fancy, you know, editors and all of that. So I pray for grace when they're reading, that they're reading for the heart of the story. And that if they do come across like a an error here or there, they'll give me grace and they'll keep reading and they'll love my worlds and they'll love my characters. But I also pray that the Lord would continue to try to, you know, to look on me while I'm writing, while I'm editing to make sure that what I'm doing best serves His work, best serves the integrity of the Word, so that when people read my book and they read my characters, 
then I can bring honor to God, even through the character relationships that I have, through their actions, so that it is not against the Word of God, you know, like stealing or or breaking enterings or any of those kind of things. Um, Even though I can appreciate other writing, other people's work, that I want my work to reflect the Word. Um, And it brings me back to, to listening to the words of my editor saying, you need to add jealousy here. You need to add this spiteful behavior from your character against your best, her best friend's new love interest and all of this. And I'm like, no, because I want my character to be who she is. And I'm staying true to who she is. I'm not just going to add additional conflict because it might spice up the story in some way to a you know a worldly reader who's read tons of books like that i want it to be jasmine's story in bridges i want it to be honoring the lord in every work that i do and so i continue to try to pray that today um for the holy spirit you know to help guide me in all of my work and so i prayed that this morning I finished Ramey Nightingale this morning before church. And so I was really praying and my heart felt heavy about it. And I was like, you know, Lord, let this be, you know, your work. I'm working for you, not for man. You know, I'm working to please you. And so I say, you know, I say all of these things. And then I get home and I just have this overwhelming sense of timing and when I feel something in my spirit with timing, it's a heaviness or it's something. And I know it's something. It's like a, it's like an urging or a knocking. And I'm going, okay, there's, there's something that I'm meant to do. So I checked my emails. And, of course, I found a timing issue. And it is from my wonderful narrator for my boyfriend's back. Now, I can't wait for my audio listeners out there to get their hands on my boyfriend's back. I adore, absolutely adore this narrator. She has been so wonderful to work with. And she's just remastering a couple of the chapter pieces. Um, I did find one error where she repeated a line twice. It must be where she spliced it and started back over. Um, And so she's going to fix that. And she's adding in the author's note. And I always need that because it has the suicide prevention hotline numbers in it. And you guys know why I put all of that in there. Um, And that's going to be in every one of my self-published books forever and a day. Um, And so... I asked, you know, for those things to be added. And so that timing issue came up. But then, so once I dealt with that, I still felt this heaviness in my spirit. And I said, Lord, what is it that you're trying me to move with this timing? What is it? What are you saying to do now? What is? What am I supposed to do now? And so I looked at my husband and I said, I have this, this wave over me. Like it's like a, a sadness or something. I said, can you help me pray? Can, can you pray with me? And so, you know, as I was just sitting there, I was reading A Magical Christmas Wedding. And I read through it straight through again for edits. And then I went through one last time and I was at my final piece of my review for my just like the regular word processor grammar check and I was at the end of it and then my heart 
like when I knew that I was done with that last edit and I've done rounds and rounds of this book, I felt it in my heart where I had this release. And I was like, Lord, is that what it is? You're wanting me to do this now. And I just felt it in my spirit that now was the time to go on and put up a magical Christmas wedding. And so what I thought about was that if I went ahead and did that release, then that would give the narrator an opportunity to then pick it up and do the audio work on it and still have it ready before Christmas. Um, if that is an avenue of the audiobook that she would want to pick up. And so by me doing it now, maybe that was what it was about. Maybe it was that timing is that I wasn't thinking about getting that thing up and published um, and then what it takes for audio. So I'm really glad that I just trusted everything today and I just kept praying through it. And then I just felt that signaling in my heart, like that green stoplight go. And I went through everything with Ingram Spark and Draft to Digital today. And so on October 24th, it's going to be an ebook. And today I went through all of the hoops for Ingram Spark. And I'm just waiting for that additional proof copy to come back so I can approve that proof copy. And then it's going to be available. So I'm waiting for that. I'm sure it'll be tomorrow when I get that email. Usually Ingram Spark is super fast on that. Um, Maybe even if they're working weekends, maybe I'll get the um, the check off tonight and I'll be able to get it live. If not, I'm thinking it'll happen tomorrow. And as soon as it hits, I'm going to go into ACX and release that book and I'm going to assign it to my narrator um, that I want to read the book. I want Anne to take over that Um She's a great narrator. I've already asked her, will she stick with me and be my narrator for future books? And she said she would love to. So now that I've got her in my corner, I don't want to let her go <laughs> because I loved her voice and the clarity of her voice and the way she reads my characters. Um, I'm just so in love with it that I really want to keep her while I can. Um, and I just felt like it was right. So... I'm happy to say that I hit published on a magical Christmas wedding earlier than expected. Because as you guys, if you didn't know already, I had that on a pre-order and a release date of November the 5th. That's my son's birthday. So I wanted it to be like in honor of his birthday on that day. Well, God had other plans and I hit submit today. So I'm extremely excited about that and now I just understand that I've got to be patient I got to hold on and wait um, and I know the Lord is lining everything up for me so that means that I need to start making flyers for this book and um, I still need to promote Bridges more Bridges has now surpassed the Hartwell Chronicles as my top selling book and so by me looking at my rankings it's the Bridges book and then it's the Rapture Revolution, then it's the Hartwell Chronicles, and then Lyric. And so I'm looking at how they're they're racing against each other to see who's going to keep the spots. And I check in on a daily basis um, just so I can kind of just see the pulse of the books. But I know I need to work more on the promotion aspect and making more videos and being out more on um, YouTube 
So I have been gaining some subscribers this week on YouTube, which is really cool. But like, I don't quite know where they may be coming from. They may be coming from my blog. I've been hitting tons of hits on my blog lately. So maybe they found me through some of my blogs uh, links. So I know I need to get back on YouTube and make a quick tutorial or make a video there. Um, I might talk about bridges on YouTube tonight. Um, I really like doing the Facebook Lives. I get more views on that. But I might just do a random YouTube live party um, and see if I can get anyone to pop in and um, let's talk about books. And I want to talk about Ramey Nightingale um, and Tale of Despero and, and just talk about living and work. And I want to talk about how that translates to like living in a trilogy, like when you're working through your own books, like when you're living in those worlds. Because um, I really thought today, and I shared this tip in my writing group, I thought about today how when you live amongst a writer's work, you start to pick up something about them. You ease into them even more. Like, after reading A Tale of Despero this week, when I picked up Ramey Nightingale, it wasn't like I was meeting a stranger. And I dove right into that book, and it was a quick read, y'all. Like, super quick. Like, I finished it in, I, worked, I read about an hour last night until I couldn't read anymore. We did One Day with God yesterday. We did our prison ministry outreach, and... That is extremely emotionally draining, um, and I was super, super um, involved. You know that I, you know, here's me. I cry at the drop of a hat for joyful things, and um, of course, I I cried and and um, and served the Lord, and and I just was so emotionally into that that when I got home. Um, it was like Popeye's chicken on the way home. There was no way I was going to be able to cook. It was late anyway. We didn't get out of there until 530. And then it was um, trying to settle in. And we watched a movie on Netflix, Eli. Um, that's a really super good movie. You need to stick with it till the end. My my son didn't like it. So he abandoned and abandoned it like within an hour. But I would just suggest, excuse me, I would suggest that you stick with it until the end. Um, because the twist, I never saw it coming, um, and I love movies like that, and so when we, um, we finished that, I was, I was ready to go to bed, and so I read for an hour, and then went right off to sleep, and, um, this morning when I woke up, I woke up early before church, um, time, just so I could finish up Ramey Nightingale, like, that thing stayed with me, like, I had to get up and just see, you know, what, was going to happen, like what adventure were these girls going to get involved in, and what mishap was going to occur, and what, you know, what was all going to take place that, uh, that I had to get up and, and finish that up, um, but I will tell you guys that, you know, making the time to read like that is so important to our writing style life, to our writing life, I can't tell you enough how, um, Long ago, I used to say, oh, I'm scared to read. I don't want to read. No, that is such a wrong approach. Like, you really need to be in, in your your genre. You really need to, to live among the pages of, um, of authors who've gone before you and have done great works. So you can just see how, how it's done. Um, and so you guys know I love middle grades. And so reading Kate DiCamillo's work... 
fits right in with the Raptor Revolution and Lyric Harper. Like, that's kind of like my favorite, I think. <laughs> I will say that. I might change my mind. I think that was my favorite books to write. And so, it, it's definitely my favorite areas to read is middle grades and YA. So, so I will say that living within her work, I'm excited to read more. Now, I'm picking up Grace Lynn's book. Um, I just came in the mail yesterday from Amazon. I ordered one of her books because I get to meet her this week. And I'm excited about that. She's a Newberry winner, too. Um, I'm getting to go do a meet and greet with her and get to go to her talk. So I wanted to take my book as support. Um, so I definitely want to read that before Thursday. But I got to read Louisiana Way Home. I got to read it tomorrow. I have to. Like, I cannot. And then, guess what that means I'm reading on Tuesday. I'm going to be reading Beverly right here. Because <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not going to be able to let Kate DiCamillo's world of the three girls alone. They're not going to let me alone until I finish that up. So, I'm, I know that already. So... Um, I figure that I then have Wednesday to read Grace Lynn's book. Um, so I've already got my reading schedule already made out um, for this week. And so you have to schedule time in. And that's fine. My writing is done. A Magical Christmas Wedding is up and gone. Goodbye out into the world. Fly, my sweet loves. <laughs> Fly, my little romance, Hallmark romance type book for my mama. And now that I've got that gone, I'm just going to immerse myself in reading until November when I have to pick it back up again. And then I'm going to write um, my top selling books. I'm going to start writing the sequels to those. So I know that I have new books in the works in my brain. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you. Oh my gosh, guys, you will not believe the mess that happened last night. So I'm asleep. I'm out, and I had an ending of a book happen in my dream, and I knew it was the ending. I don't know what the book is. I don't know what was happening, and it was the ending of this book. might have been because I was just reading Ramey Nightingale, and I wasn't at the ending yet, but I dreamed of my own work. I dreamed of my own story, and it was this closeout of a book. When I woke up, I remembered opening my eyes and saying, Oh gosh, I need that. I need this. And I didn't write it down. And so, of course, when I woke up this morning, I knew I dreamed it, but I have no clue. So I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to revive that idea, whatever that concept for this book was. Um, and I do pray that it is one of my characters that already exist because I do need to work on their books um, and to give them their space again in my heart. But whatever it is, I'm just praying that God gives that to me. So I can work on what he wants me to work on. So I just want to encourage you guys that with your writing, stick with your reading. And you make the time for that stuff. And y'all know, I had my librarian. She asked me the other day. She read an interview. I was on an interview, a blog interview from Allison Reed. And she asked me a series of questions and, you know, it was like, what do you do? What are some things that you do? And my librarian looked at me when I was walking through and she was like, can you please tell me how do you do what you do? 
And I'm like, are you talking about my literacy coach job? Like, she was like, no, I'm talking about you, your, your whole life. How are you doing what you do? And I realized that we have to make time for the passions and the loves and the things that we want to do. Um, y'all know I love horror movies. I've got to make time for those. Even though I haven't been doing my Halloween marathons, I still got Eli in last night. Um, I got Itsy Bitsy in. I, like, I'm getting like these little, I got the Joker in. I made time for the Joker. And then I've made time for my reading and the writing and editing and while I'm homeschooling and working. So it's like I'm holding two jobs. Then the writing is like a third job. And I'm trying to do it the best that I can. And it's all from the strength of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm and I'm serving the Lord and doing ministries and, and working with youth. And I'm trying to do so much online. That guys, yes, it can get overwhelming. And yes, I do get tired. But I know that the jobs that are before me are my calling. And I'm trying to step into those to do what the Lord has tasked me to do in the best way that I can. And then I pray that the Holy Spirit helps fill up with corking like everything else around my life <laughs> to keep me all together. That He seals it all up. Um and then the more I read, the stronger I'll get, the stronger I'll write, um, and I understand that it's all balance. So, it's a happy day for me. Yes, I'm tired. Um, and then, of course, the kids want our famous chicken strip recipe, which is it takes, honestly, like two hours to cook. They want that tonight. We can only do that on the weekend. So, we're going to be making chicken strips for supper tonight, um, and it's going to still be a busy night for me, but um, I've got that, you know, the reading done, my writing done, and I may go on and um, do a YouTube video or a blog post. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do yet, but I am going to give my space for my writing tonight in one form or fashion. Um, I don't, I, I'm thinking it might be talking about Kate DiCamillo. It may not be. It might be talking about something else. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead me in the way that I'm supposed to go with whatever output I'm supposed to do for the evening with my writing. So, um, just making the time. Just making the time for it. Um, and then celebrating. Like, celebrating all the small things. When I let Sweet Potato go on Sunday... I knew the best celebration was to go to the movies because we haven't went to the movies in so long. Um, and it was to take me and Eli and, and um, my, th my three sons, Romello, Solomon, Samuel. Um, we all went to the movies together and we saw the Joker. And that was a celebration night to reward myself for Sweet Potato Jones going out. And so, you know, rewarding ourselves steps along the way, that's a positive thing, too. Um, we need it as well. So, that was my reward. And it was research, too, because I didn't see some things coming in there. That writing was amazing. So, anyway, let me get off here. I just wanted to step in, and you guys helped me get through with my chores. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for helping me put up my clothes. That was so much less painful when I could talk to you guys. And I finished faster, so I'm, I might be um, making podcasts while folding clothes from here on out. <laughs> and uh, I'll talk with you guys later. Okay, bye. 
Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.